Before the introduction of this episode begins, I would like to say that you can skip past the beginning interview to 35 minutes if you are not interested in listening to religious conversation um, about work and how you're supposed to behave at work and morals and anything like that. If that makes you uncomfortable and you just like to listen to some music talk about the music I listen to, Spotify rap discussion, anything along those lines, skip to 35 minutes. Thank you. Hey yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the World We Live In podcast. In today's bonus episode, so this isn't a um, a normal episode, this is a bonus episode. This is a conversation between me, my sister, and her husband about standards in the film industry and everything, you know, like, you know, how do you, if you are a Christian or if you are you know have any faith in any religion how do you uphold your values in a um in a in a business especially in an industry like film and how do you go about that and you know are you as a person willing to make sacrifices about your religion to gain success or are you not and what does that look like on two different perspectives uh this episode is um it's very interesting. The audio quality is a little not great because I was playing a Zoom call out of my speakers and I was not using my podcast narration voice. So uh, I sound a little bit stupid in this um, segment, but I hope you guys do enjoy. Welcome to the World We Live In podcast. Well, I, I don't think that it's him saying I'm going to mold myself into what the industry That's That's not what I was saying. I think it's him saying, I think it is him saying, I have to mold, my, not mold myself, but I, I need to understand. I have a, this, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the quote for JB and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I need to understand what sells and what people are going to be you know what's going to move people and from all the you know all the information that i have i know and i have a good understanding on what sells and this is it and so that's what i'm you know that's that's the hard truth is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, that, I, I would say that's pretty much well, what I'm saying, yeah. Okay, but I to Chris's point, though, he's saying, okay, if the bigger picture here is, okay, what, what sells? Let me try and understand what sells. And how can I do it in a way that doesn't have to compromise my values? I think you can ask that question and you can be successful in giving a product that satisfies all of those things. There's 7.5 billion people in the world. Like, lots of things sell to different populations. And because of technology now, we can market those products to the population that it would sell in. Right. And as Christians, what are we here on this earth to do? Are we here to make movies and sell things and, and make money and have a nice, good life? Because, like, ultimately, without Christ, that's the best 
you could do, you know, right. like you can be good to people. You can try and have an impact on people. You can try to make really good, cool, awesome things that really touch people's lives and change people for good. But ultimately, like all of that is just, you're just doing it for this like instant gratification and that's all just going to fade away. Like all the good. Right. But don't, don't you think, you know, wanting to gain a certain level of success and a certain level of sustainable, lack of a better word, wealth, uh, for your children and your children's children and just have that dynasty type mentality is respectable it is respectable but if that's it then it's just it's just that's it well i'm not i'm not saying that's it i mean uh, like but i'm not saying that that's bad so i appreciate you asking me that question i'm not saying that's bad right i we we want to move up in our jobs we want to save our money so that we can have uh, you know a a good living for our kids someday and that we can pass that on to them and get them things and clothe them and feed them. But Ellie, one, one thing that I've noticed is that if you look at people, right, you know, there's a certain like level. And I I'd say that what you just described to me is like a base level of just, um, or a middle level of life. That's just like, you know, I'm going to save here. I'm going to work my way up in my job. I'm going to do this, you know, um, and I'm going to, you know, live my life and have a, you know, a wholesome life. But I I think for me that there, there's another, there's another level of success, right? Like we have a life on earth for like a reason to like enjoy life. And I, I want, I want to be somebody that is able to enjoy life and always possible to the fullest because. Me too. Right. But so thank but, you for dissing but, me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm not trying to. But the, if you, no, but you did, I'm not like trying. I'm not trying to disrespect you. All I'm saying is that there is a, there's a certain, like, pinnacle that somebody can uh, reach. You know, and uh, and the majority of the people in the world are are satisfied. But there's. But personally, I would not be. I want to I want to reach a level where I become Why? so financially independent Why? that I will be able to travel and do all like go like go to Dubai and do like and not just because like I want to, you know, flex my money, but it's something that I want for me. It's something I want for my family. It's uh, even you guys. I want to be able to share my wealth with people in my family. Right. And I want to share that with my children someday. And I want that for people. And I want to share it with, you know, people throughout. I want to, I want to get to a point where I'm able to give money away is basically. What you desire, I completely resonate with. And I can completely understand and respect where you're coming from. However, I would just urge you to really like think about who am I what are my value structures and ultimately what is my goal in life there's nothing wrong I think with aspiring to more I don't think that there's anything wrong with that 
But I think that once you really get down to what is going to fulfill me most, what is going to fulfill my soul, aspiring to more, eventually, as you get older, will become less and less about aspiring to more material. And it will be more about aspiring to more of what ultimately fuels you in life, you know, faith in Christ, your family, your friends, it's those relationships that fuel you. And that's really what aspiring to more starts to look like. There's absolutely nothing wrong, I think, with the way that you're talking now, saying that I aspire to more. I aspire to make enough money to be financially independent and be able to take care of people that are around me. That's that is a great mindset to have. And you know what, JB, at your age, I was talking the exact same way and my mindset still hasn't shifted from that. That's still, I think, a, a good but, pursuit. But, but it, not, not, not the pursuit. But it, Chris, don't, don't, so you have that mind, mindset, correct? You, you say you resonate with my mindset on that. But Absolutely. if there, if there was a million dollars, everybody wants to be rich. Right. But if there was now. a, if you had a million dollar opportunity just handed to you right now, but you had to sacrifice a few of your values. I don't know what those exactly would be, but you had to sacrifice a value or two. Would you do that is the question. No, because ultimately I know that for me, I can maintain my values. I can maintain my integrity. I can maintain my ultimate mission. And if this is the mission that the Lord really has for me, if this is the path that the Lord really has me on, he is going to pave a way for my success that I'm going to be more successful than if I were to compromise in my values. In, it, I, I understand where you're coming from, but it, like, you know, you're a sports guy. So think this is how I think about it. At least is if I, you know, let's say I'm super just set in my values and I, they're not going to, you know, change or flex at all. They're super set in, in stone. Right. And I, I get offered, you know, a, you know, let's say I'm out of college, right? I played it like college basketball and I got offered to uh, go play in the NBA, right? And for some reason that ended up compromising or shifting my values in a certain way, you know, whatever that might be, you know, it could based on, you know, and politics within a, a corporation and stuff like that. And who you got to be and what you got to, you know, do because NBA stars are also, you know, celebrities and stuff. Would I would would, you know, if you were in that situation, would you say okay, but your question? Your question is, does money talk louder than your value? I'm not saying money, but like think about yes, the opportunity. It but it's the opportunity. It's, it's money and opportunity. It, okay. It's the money and opportunity. It, does that trump your value structure? But so think about it. If I. Can I offer an alternative anecdote? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of Barry Bonds? Yes. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. We're having, okay. Ellie, we're having great conversation. He, he was a baseball player. Yeah. He played for the San Francisco Giants. He was originally played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Known steroid taker. Right. Like the biggest steroid taker of them all. Just unnatural how large that man was. Um, unbelievable what he could do on the field. 2002, the Angels played the San Francisco Giants in the World Series. The Angels had a shortstop named David Eckstein. Have you ever heard of him? No, I've, I I recognize the last name. I, I think I, okay. I think Dan's thrown if, that one out if there. If you Google him, he 
Um, I think he was about five, five, maybe five, six. Definitely not a steroid user. Right. He did not hit many home runs. He was nothing but heart and hustle out on the field. That's all he did. He just made his living off of playing hard, just being an all-around good guy. David Eckstein was the World Series MVP in 2007, I believe, when he was with the Cardinals. Barry Bonds never won a World Series. So you've got a guy who did things the right way, played according to his values. He never broke any records. He never went and uh, became the all-time home run king. Barry Bonds did that, but ultimately people don't like Barry Bonds very much. Right. I'm not saying I hear more negative things about yeah. people don't like you. Right. People like people who are genuine, authentic, and have integrity. And, and I, I don't disagree. And David Eckstein sticking to his values, it still led to him being a World Series MVP and a multi-millionaire. Right. You can go into any of these industries, maintain your morals, maintain your values, and have smashing success. And, 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 for that one, for that point one percent for that point one percent chance that you become the best, because JB, there's only one person in the world who can be the best. For everyone other than that one person, someone will always be better than you. Right. And that is a hard concept that took me a long time to learn. I was out there running marathons thinking, I am going to be the best. One day, I am going to be the best. And then all of a sudden, it hit me. I'm probably never going to be number one, so I should just focus on being my own personal best. And once you stop trying to be the best and start trying to be your own personal best, it really frees you up to live life on your own terms and live life according to your own values. Yeah, but also, JB, the, the bigger question is, what are your values? And so, so if you know, if it's if it's yes, I'm a Christian. And I value my faith and I value being obedient to God's word and like, you know, but, but when it comes down to it, JB, you might have to look at that and say, you know what, that's not as important to me as I thought it was. And that is something that only you can answer right. and only you can, you know, we can't have that faith for you. We can't, but, but, um, exactly what Chris said, if you are, if you are sticking to your values and you're saying, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to exercise my faith by saying, I still want to pursue this and I want to stick to, I see your hand. You can wait. <laughs> I want to pursue this, but I also like it. I, my first and foremost desire is to follow you. Then like that, that faith, like you have to take that step of faith and in prayer, you know, and say, okay, God, I'm giving it to you. And he's going to meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just think like, I hear your analogies of what if somebody offered you this deal and these opportunities and all these things. And ultimately, that's not what life's about. And I don't have the, I didn't have the aspirations that you had, you know, but that doesn't make me any less of a person or somebody that can do good for a lot of people, I hope. And I'm a little offended the way... I, Ellie, I did not... I had no intention of offending you. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. But you did. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Paul. But go ahead. What were you going to say? 
I was going to say, you know, back to Chris's thing about uh, the baseball player, you know, that had the heart and the hustle, you know, that um, outdid Barry Bonds in his uh, steroid usage. And I think once you get into the just deeper into it, that I, I, I completely agree with Chris that, you know, being genuine and being positive and being, you know, all of these you know, good qualities that people like to surround themselves with. I think I, I agree with that. And I'm not saying that those would be true to who you are. Right. And I, you you know, I, when I work with people on, you know, film projects or whatever, I'm being myself, you know, if I, and you know, I'm laughing, making jokes and just having a good positive time the whole time. Um, and I, I think that that, you know, is something that I would never sacrifice. I would never want to be put in a job position where I can't be, you know, a positive person or I can't, you know, have a joyful time on set or whatever the situation is. I, I just think this, it becomes more convoluted when you start putting other things in there, you know, like, like just like your faith. I think that, that it's harder to discern that and make decisions about that and really stay true to that then maybe you're just your personality i think it's it's a harder line to walk that's mostly it where i was hard. coming from that that's it's most... hard to follow it's hard to follow christ jesus knew that he right. talks about how it's gonna be hard and that's mostly where i was so... coming from in this like i i don't i don't think i would ever sacrifice or like to put myself in a position where i'm like unhappy or unable to be positive or I'm being put down and sacrificing anything like that uh, for a project. Um, you know, because if somebody's just like being a jerk and I'm, I'm going to not work with you, I'm just going to be like, okay, find somebody else. I've, I've said that. I've done that before, you know. So I'll, but I think yeah, it's, 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 it's harder yeah. to do when it comes to faith. Just I'll say it like that. It's way harder to do. It is. You're absolutely yeah, right. Spot on. You're spot on. It is harder to do. It is. So you have, it's like, it's a matter of choosing, am I going to choose the harder route that maybe doesn't give me as much in my view, in my limited human view, more opportunity and, and financial means and things like that, then, um, you know, you have to make that decision for yourself. And the bottom line is we love you no matter what. Jesus. Right. And I'm not trying to change. Yeah, no, I know you're not. And I was, I was making a point to to a um a, a teammate that is really struggling right now, um on the schoolwork, and I was trying to give him some motivation. Ultimately, he didn't accept my suggestion and motivational speech. But you know what I said to him was, and this is how I personally think, is that if I work hard enough now, and possibly make some sacrifices and cut certain people off now obviously there's certain people that i would not you know remove from my life you know my girlfriend my family but any pretty much anyone outside of that i i i think that if i'm able to make sacrifices now and really am able to just work hard now then i have a way higher and more likely chance to become financially stable and financially independent at a way younger age than if I took the generic 
route that you know a lot of people you know have suggested to me to do right of yeah i think you're right but ultimately none of that relates to the values that we're talking about i mean you're you're absolutely right like hard work you you reap what you sow it's going to be rewarded like if you just grind early on in your life if you just save money and invest it early on in your life absolutely you're going to right and and, but what 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 i'm also saying is that a lot of times it feels like anything that i might you know might be doing it all you know or certain work that i might be getting is somehow looked down upon in christianity in some way you know and that that that's mostly what i'm ta- talking about because you know to do what i've done to make to make you know to work on the projects that i've been able to work on i going to be i i've i've had to you know put my faith not i wouldn't say on the side but just not have it on the the you know the forefront the forefront thank you for for the word you know like okay. my very first film project yeah. i'm directing it's kind of a horror drama musical there's some you know there's some language in the script there's some gory disturbing scenes written in there and i i've enjoyed working on this project wholeheartedly this whole entire time and i i feel you know maybe a little a little like guilty or maybe not guilty but like i should be based on you know according to some people in the christian community that this would not be acceptable to a certain extent but yeah i think i think you've got to ask yourself then like what is my understanding of scripture what is my walk with god like and not really necessarily look to external yeah because i i think that if you look at any i mean if you look at lots of things and then say oh what would generic typical christian say about this you right that, that 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 came that came out that came out wrong my fault but yeah so no it's fine ultimately you've got to look to yourself look to not yourself but look to um scripture look to your own walk with the lord to and, discern on these things and then the lord will convict you yes. about things you that's, know like the holy wrong. spirit convicts you and if you feel convicted about different things then like you know, you can either choose to listen to that or you can quench the spirit. The Bible talks about that. I, I, I just, I, I really have a hard time with it personally because I know that no, pretty much no matter what, you know, no matter who I might have, I might have stepped on to get ahead or who I might, or what I might have done to get to a, a certain portfolio like in my portfolio in a certain place i know that god still loves me at the end of the day so by knowing that it's it's a hard like for example like if you if you look at like how true communism works right everyone shares everything right so if one person's working harder and nobody's doing anything but you still got to share your resources with them anyways then why would anyone work because they're thinking you're gonna get anything for free it's just it's kind of like the same thing wait so what I'm what I'm saying what I'm saying is it's like I still know 
that God loves me at the end of the day, pretty much no matter what I do. So why would I, why would I really? So then does that mean we should go on sinning? Is that what you're talking about? What would you just say? Sorry, dog barking. Well, so you're saying, you're saying at the end of the day, you know, God loves you. So right. So why would you, what? Can you finish what you're saying? So why, why would, you know, why would you like make yourself uphold or attempt to uphold unrealistic standards? Oh man, that's a good question. That's a really good question, JV. And it's an important one to ask. I think that I, I want to think about that and talk to you more about it because it's a complicated kind of thing, but ultimately what it comes down to is faith. And it comes down to saying, God is a better master of me than I am of myself and trusting that he knows what's best. And it's like when you're young and you've, you know, I think you have a different perspective based on my generation because of your generation upbringing yeah but when you're young and your parents say <laughs> your parents say you know I, I, i'm doing this because i love you and when you know when you are older and you understand that a little bit better you're like yeah i'm glad my mom took all those cookies away from me and i would have made myself sick or and i know that's a silly example right but and parents don't do everything perfectly. Yeah. God does. God does everything perfectly. He's never made a mistake. And so for, for me to say I'm putting faith and salvation is saying I'm putting my life in your hands. And faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So just saying, yes, God's going to love me at the end of the day. And he still loves me. Um, ultimately, if you love God and you have the Holy Spirit in you, you're not going to be able to just continue that throughout life, maybe for a few years, maybe for five years, maybe for 10 years, but you're not going to keep going to be able to keep living that way without thinking, you know what? I think I, you know, I want to make some changes or I need to work on these things. Like, and that's a constant, that's a constant. We're constantly being sanctified. Um, and so, yeah, I see your hands. But, but that, that's ultimately the answer to your question. Right. And I have a hard time with that because it's like, you know, God forgives all sins, right? And I'm pretty sure it said somewhere in the Bible that all sins are equal, right? So I, you know, no matter what I, what I technically, what I do, it's all equal in the sight of God, right? And there's millions of Christians out there that are committing the exact same sin every day. So why is what I might be doing to get ahead in life that might be considered a sin, you know, worse or looked down upon more than somebody else that, you know, might have a problem. Again, with... that's an issue with not God, but, but people. Right. But and what so... I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, it's, you know, Looking at like the conversation, I've, I've had other conversations like this with uh, other people um, that are Christians as well, kind of along these lines. And it's like, well, you're saying to me, like, don't do X, Y, and Z, but you also have your own things that are going on that are, you know, equally as bad, equally as bad 
right? That's and I and I and I think that if you know, like obviously, like there's nothing wrong with like you know trying to help each other out and make each other better, right? But if what I'm not doing isn't necessarily like you know physically or emotionally hurting somebody, then it it you know it why why should it be up for discussion then if it's not affecting you or anybody else in a, in a negative way and in a physical way besides myself if it is affecting myself well jb i have been around the sun a few more times than you right <laughs> and i can tell you this from personal experience I believe that I have been created to have a relationship with God. Right. Ultimately, if during my time that I'm here on earth, if I, like Ellie mentioned in Romans, when it says, shall we continue to sin so grace can continue to increase? Ultimately, if I make that conscious decision to go and keep sinning, I'm just saying, hey, God, my relationship with these things down here on earth is more important than my relationship with you. Right, but and when that's affecting the relationship with God. So even if I'm going and saying, Oh, I'm going to gossip at the office, I'm going to politically do this thing that puts this person down and lifts me up. I, I mean the, the, you're right. Those and I, I Chris, I, I think what, the, what I you I was gonna say though, quickly, that what you just said and the examples that you gave I I obviously think that what you just said is like something that somebody shouldn't do. You know, don't be gossiping. Don't be putting other people down. But I, I think once you get into work and just stuff like that and what you're putting out there as a filmmaker, as a product or whatever, it becomes way more convoluted than something like that. It's not just basis level stuff. It's not according to the word of God. Well, not according to the word of God. I, this might be difficult to hear, but basically, I think if we were to boil down the argument that you're making, it's the sins or the things that I want to do are going to be fine. But Chris, the things that you would be tempted to do and get ahead, they're wrong. That that I, I think that if somebody wants to make a conscious decision against, you know, Christianity, if, well, they're, if they can are... We get a can we get a tangible example? Of like, let's say as a filmmaker, you get an opportunity to do this huge film, to direct this Work with film. Bobby Tarantino and, on the next Kill Bill. Okay, that would be amazing. Okay, it's got a full-on, like, sex scene in it. Okay, that is, I'm just, I'm just, I know I don't want to, like, talk about it, but I'm just saying, like, let's say it has that. And you have to direct that. And... The, the Bible says, think about things that are pure, lovely, admirable, don't, you know, don't commit adultery, don't, um, not that that, but it's like, it, it talks about being pure in all of all things, and doing something like that, being a part of something like that, I would argue, it's not, it goes against. But I, I have a question about that. The word of God. So, so that's my JB, I'm actually really tired tonight. Right, but I, I, you, you just don't. So I, I'll wrap it up. But I, I, I got a question on based on what you just said. I got a question based on what you just said. Okay. So, you gave the the sex scene example in the movie, right? Um, what is the difference between that and like artwork from the Renaissance, where it was nude paintings and whatever? What's the difference? Well, 
because it nothing nothing right be, be, because well, because during I, that I mean, I during that time that stuff we look at that stuff now and be like dang that is some masterful artwork and people will pay a fortune to I get don't. A, the majority well, who are you saying when you say we what well, literally okay we i like or like you know in LA one time, like we went to that the the that one museum or whatever that had the you know the nude statues of like some like Greek warriors or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, the statue of David and stuff. Too. Yeah, is that what you're thinking? It too? just uh, you know, but why why is that like oh this is artwork amazing? But then you know, right? And I, I'm not talking. Maybe, I'm not. I'm not talking about industry standard like porn or anything like that. I'm talking about mainstream uh movies like that have sex scenes it's, i'm not on that well level. i would argue that that is porn <laughs> the 99 95% i read the statistic um of mainstream movies so not porn but mainstream movies that have sex scenes so like titanic right wasn't act they didn't actually have sex on set it was all just done with camera work okay but the, the... <laughs> yeah Jimmy. We're going yeah. to wrap this up. I just want you to think about this term, relativism. Okay. Think about what does relativism mean? Because essentially, all of the arguments are, well, sin is sin. I know what the word of God says. However, what I'm doing, eh, I, I'm sure that it's fine. Yeah. And I, I and JB. I'm not saying it's it's fine what I'm saying. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there are so many standards put in place by uh you know christianity and the gospel and stuff that is unreal it's it's unrealistic that you can meet all of them and especially in today's society of where we are at now it's it's 10 times more difficult to meet those than it was 50 years ago well, we can never, we can never be perfect. That's why we needed a perfect savior to come die on the cross for us. But we, we can do our best to try, and we get a lot of fulfillment in our relationship with God deepens and grows because of that. And that is what was most important in my life, and that is what was most important in Chris's life. And I don't know if it's what's most important in yours. So we just have to think about that, and we are going to let you go, and we love you so much. JB, we do love you. Think I, about relativism. Yeah, think about, it. is Christianity a set of rules to be followed, or is it a relationship with your creator right. and with your savior? Right. Right. Who loves you. Because ultimately, if it's about rule you. following, eh, I mean, at a very early age, I screwed that one up. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it can't possibly be about rule following. It's it's driven by this relationship with our And I, I wouldn't say that my I, relationship I wouldn't say that my relationship with God is is rule following. I, I really do feel like like I like to read the Bible and apply it to my own life. I'm not saying like I'm denouncing Christianity. That's not where I'm at at all. I was just asking questions to ask questions. You know. That's all I, know, I was doing. I know, I know. I told so. Chris you could do this till midnight. So we're gonna cut it off. JB, it's great that you're asking questions. Don't ever stop. Yeah, it is good. And I'm going to think about the things that you said. All right. Sounds good. And I hope you think about what we said. Yeah. Right, I'll, go to bed. Sleep good. All right. I love you. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye.
Alright guys, I uh, hope you did enjoy that phone call between me and my sister. That was a very interesting conversation. This is the day after. I just was thinking about it a little bit um, over, you know, last the rest of that night and today. And it was just a very interesting conversation. I don't have much more to say about it. Uh, my role on this podcast is to ask questions and get people to talk about subjects that might, you know, go against what they think and really have people think about it. That's what I like to do. Um, I'd like to apologize for the tone I might have used in that um, so-called interview. Um, it was my sister and her husband that I was talking to, so it was a little less professional, but I would like to apologize for that. Anyways, let's move on to the next segment of today's podcast episode. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode than the first one. And another thing is I would like to thank everybody that listened to the first episode and that is following the podcast. We're getting some decent results back after only doing this for less than a week. So thank you very much. Anyways, on to the next segment. Thank you. Alright guys, in this segment of the world we live in, I'm going to do some music discussion today. I love music. I love listening to all kinds of music. I can even get down with country sometimes, not very often, very rarely, but I can. I mostly listen to rap. I listen to jazz in the evening to fall asleep. It's a good vibe. I listen to jazz when I write because I like to write. I write screenplays and stuff, so I do all that. I listen to, you know, to some pop, you know, R&B when I get in the mood, you know what I'm saying? So I listen to a lot of different genres of music. I listen to indie. I like Coldplay. I have a, I have a good, uh, you know, sense of, of music, right? So in, um, in today's video, I'm going to be going over my Spotify wrapped and then comparing it to how the rest of the world listen, because you can go on Spotify right now. Um, and it will show you how um, 2020 was wrapped across the whole entire world. So let's open up my Spotify right here on my phone and go through. So it's showing me some pictures of Lil Baby, some Coldplay, Travis Scott. So my 2020 wrapped right here. The longest year ever may not be over yet is what this says. But your wrapped is finally here. Let's see what it is, baby. I already know. So I am the genre lust okay i listened to 283 genres this year my top genres were let's see rap was my number one pop was my number two lo-fi beats was three number four was pop rap and number five was trap i would say that's a little less accurate um but that's apparently how i listened my number one song of the year was the box by roddy rich best basketball warm-up song of the year i don't care My very first stream of the box was January 22nd. The day with the most stream was January 23rd. Um, 100 stream was March 17th. That was all basketball season until we got shut down. I had a total of 122 streams of the box. All right, let's see see what's going on. So my top songs was the box. Number two was Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey. Number three was Life is Good by Future and Drake. My number four was What's Poppin'. Brand new whip just hopped in. And number five was Bop. I don't remember listening to Bop that much at all, and I don't remember listening to Blueberry Fago that much. I think the only reason why Blueberry Fago is number two is because every time I played um, the Rap Caviar playlist, um, 
I it would always be number one for like two months, and that, and I wouldn't have it on shuffle, so it would just play that song. <laughs> so I don't I don't know why I I love that song. It's a great song, um, but you know it's a solid list. Roddy Rich, Lil Mosey, Future and Drake, Jack Harlow, and the Baby. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. All right, let's see. Uh, you're a good listener. Feel free to show this to your exes. Guess your top podcast of the year. So I got Snacks Daily, my old podcast, which is Can't Wash Cats, uh, Call Her Daddy, which is a fucking hilarious podcast, and Views by David Dobrik. I know it was Can't Wash Cats because I listened to my own podcast when I had my very first one myself, just to listen to it and <laughs> get used to it and whatever. Um, so that that was a, that was a fun podcast to do but i I'm, I'm much more pleased with the one we're doing now uh the world we live in make sure to follow and listen to the whole thing help your boy out all right let's skip the podcast section i'm a pioneer apparently what did, what did i pioneer tell me you listened to number 4 before it hit 50,000 streams all right throwback so what was my throwback song of the year i i it was um my throwback decade 2000s easy i i had the 2000s playlist on repeat and i got it i was right there we go i got it right ladies and gentlemen um my top song from the 2000s that i listened to was i wonder by kanye west that song hits different in so many ways i absolutely love that song i wonder is amazing uh, my top artist of the year out of these four so we got roddy rich juice world Uzi Bert, yeah and drake it was Drake. I'm a huge Drake fan. Um, Juice World was probably my second, is my guess, because depression, not having sports, sad. Um, you were in the top 0.5 of their listeners this year. Awesome. Amazing. All right. You listened to 1,324 artists this year, but the ones that reigned supreme were, tell me who my top five are. Oh, it didn't tell me. All right. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. You listen to... All right, number one was Drake. Number two was Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi's amazing. Eternal Take was great. Number three was Juice World. Roddy Rich was number four. I didn't have Roddy Rich on repeat as much as I thought. It was honestly probably just the box that was on and a few other songs in uh, Please Excuse Me, I I'm Antisocial, and Kanye West. I, I had Kanye West on, old Kanye, and some new Kanye, but mostly old. Um, I love Drake, you know, he had dark lane demo tapes or, or whatever this EP or not EP, the fucking mixtape was called. I'm waiting for certified lover boy to come out. I wanted to come out so bad anyway. And then juice world with his, um, legends never die, uh, album. Amazing. Wonderful. There we go. So that was my Spotify rap. So let's take a look and see how the world compares to me. Let me see what we got. All right. 2020 wrapped. All right. A lot happened on Spotify in 2020. Yes, it did. I blame TikTok for all of it. All right. Let's see. Let's see what's going on for uh, 2020. The most streamed artist of 2020 was Bad Bunny. I, I've been getting into Bad Bunny more. And he slaps, gonna be honest. Um, I, I 
trying to listen to him more. Let's see what else about the world. The most played song of 2020 was Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. I wish that was in my top five because that song is amazing. I'm listening to The Weeknd a lot more. Getting sensual vibes from him. The top three podcasts were The Joe Rogan Experience, TED Talks Daily, and The Daily. I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to TED Talks Daily. I haven't really listened to The Daily, but Joe Rogan and TED Talks Daily are great. All right. What's next? What's next? What's next? Playlist for self-care was Confidence Boost. I'll have to drop that one. I haven't listened to that one. Your Favorite Coffee House. I listened to that one. Songs to Sing in the Shower. I listened to that one. And Just Smile. I have not listened to that one. So I'll have to go check out those Spotify playlists to kind of get in the, the groove of today. All right. The next, the decade we threw back to the most was the 1980s. That's, that's surprising. Well... I I don't know. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. The soundtrack. Wait, what was this? The songs that soundtracked the movement. So number one is This Is America. Don't get you slipping up. Look what I whipping up. I can't believe that song still getting streams two years later. That song came out the beginning of my freshman year. We got The Pandemic Project by Toby Nwigwe. I think that's how you say it. And Black Parade by Beyonce, All Right by Kendrick Lamar, amazing. All Right is a masterpiece of a song. And then The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Fun fact, on Instagram, The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby is also on Obama's top songs of 2020. So awesome. That's amazing. All right, what's next? um yeah that's it so that was that was really cool i I, that was i learned a lot about um music on spotify in 2020 that was pretty awesome so let's move on to our final segment of today's episode of the world we live in all right ladies and gentlemen the last segment of today's episode is i'm going to be going over some of my spotify playlists since we're on the music topic i know this is completely different than the first topic about business and money you know and everything that was in the beginning of this episode and it's a it's a smooth transition from last episode to this episode you know next episode i'll begin with some music and some culture shit and then transfer into some more you know something else right it's kind of how we do things i guess i don't really know what i'm doing um barely at all so we're gonna head over to my spotify right here and just go to my library and just um you know just go through my music i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna turn down my volume right here and i'm just gonna kind of go through my music and just kind of shuffle and just kind of explain um some of the songs i got in my playlist so we got a late nights playlist right here i'm gonna shuffle it um all right so the very first song in my late tonight playlist that i shuffled to was graduation by benny blanco and juice world i think this song is amazing um let's pull up the lyrics of of this song and tell you what it means to me so graduation by uh juice world let's see so so you know First off, tell the girl in my math class I'm rich and you broke, bitch. I had the last laugh. I I think like this song just talks about how every high school student feels 
in high school, but when you graduate or when you become close to graduating or you're looking back, it's like, as we go on, we remember all the times we spent together, you know, but it talks about, you know, uh, fuck the teacher that was always talking on the intercom, you know, and fuck the student that we always thought was going to bring in a bomb, you know, like it talks about all of the drama of modern day high school and all of the fear surrounding, you know, school shootings and all of that. And also like, you know, the, the teacher that is always talking on the intercom, trust me, we have a teacher like that, or we did before online school, we are now in zoom school, but before, you know, all of this like it just this song just shows that or the they're the dumb guy in the science lab right <laughs> you know we always had that dumb guy in in like i have so many moments of like biology and chemistry my freshman and sophomore year where i was like damn that guy's stupid like you know and he's like mixing in the wrong shit i'm like bro you about to blow up this whole classroom bro um or <laughs> one time we had a um, to use these gas valves right and there was this one student and we were doing making flames and instead of the teacher was like just move it slightly the kid turned it all the way up and it made a big flame and i'm like bro you almost just burned down this whole entire classroom <laughs> you know so this song is like there's something about it that just embodies how a high schooler feels but when you're looking back at it and i'm like i'm not graduating right now but being in zoom school like, this song is just like a tearjerker because it's like, damn, we didn't know how special school was and how special, like, that environment was until it was gone. So, that's my thing. All right, we're going to play the next song, Shuffle, on my Late Nights playlist, and we'll go to one of my other playlists. So, boom, Legends by Juice World. Ooh, we got a lot of Juice World in this playlist, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not depressed, I swear. This is just the Late Nights playlist. All right, so, this is the song that... Juice World wrote for X in his passing, right? So, um, I don't know what other to say about this song is that just how sad it is and how, like, people are young and they're dying very young. Like, Juice World died only a few weeks after his 21st birthday, I'm pretty sure it was, and X died young, and all of these people die young, Pop Smoke and all of these famous people, but it's not just the famous people that are dying, you know, young. It's it's millions and millions of young people uh, across America and the whole world that are just dying of depression or just dying because they're in a difficult situation, whether it's the drugs or they're getting murdered and whatever it is. So I just think this song sheds some light on that and just really just makes people like think about it a little bit more. All right, last song in Late Nights playlist. Let's see what's next. Hard on Ice by Rod Wave. Ooh, baby, Hard on Ice in by Rod Wave. All right. You know, heart been broke so many times. I don't know what to believe. Mama say it's my fault. It's my fault. I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, I, I this, there's something about this song that just like you're in the car, right? And you got that rain falling. You know, you got that, that late night freeway drive or even back road drive with the rain and you got like the mist on the windows. So you got to, you know, kind of wipe, like you can put your handprint on it and you just got this song full blast. And it's just like, and I put my heart on ice, heart on ice. 
It's just something about this song that is just so sensual and just nice and just damn. It makes me just sit here and be like, damn, Rod Wave is a good ass musician. I don't care what anyone says. I don't think he's a top rapper or, you know, singer um, since he does both in, in the game right now. But I think this man has a very good career ahead of him and can do a lot for the industry. All right, so let's switch up the playlist. Let's go from the late night playlist to my um, It's a Bot playlist. Let's see. Sicko Mode. I mean, what else is there to say about Sicko Mode? I don't I don't know what to say about I'll pull up lyrics. I mean, it's just a Sicko Mode is literally just a, um, uh, where, where's, where's Drake's line? Hold on. I did half a Xan, 13 hours till I land, had me out like a light, a, uh, like a light, a, uh, like a light, a slept through the flight. This song, when it came out, um, was just basketball, the, the run out song, and just everything inside of Astro World is amazing. Like, wake up, that's like vibes, like, let me just think about my girl and just be like, I don't want to wake up or no bystanders is amazing astro thunder yosemite yosemite is just like a good vibe butterfly effect you know there stargazing there's just <laughs> no bystanders like five percent tint like that there's just there's just like astro world was just an amazing album Sickle Mode is not my favorite song out there. I would say Wake Up is my favorite song on Sicko on um on Astro World. Um but Sickle Mode is just a it's just a good overall Travis Scott vibe. Alright, next song on It's a Bot playlist is Both by Gucci Mane and Drake. The song came out in 2015. I remember listening to it for the first time in 2015, back when I was getting into Drake in sixth grade. Um and also Hotline Bling came out that year too. And but both was like, made me feel back in my sixth grade self, I'm a badass motherfucker, bro. That's literally what I thought when I was to this song. Let me, let me pull up lyrics here. Um, <laughs> you know, I was probably a little too young listening to that song. Um, but th there was just something about this, about this song. Uh, I got so many felonies, I might never go to Canada, but Drake said he come pull some strings, so let me check my calendar. That was the line. That was the line. I got so many felonies, I might can't never go to Canada, but Drake said he come pull some strings, so let me check my calendar. Damn, that is just, that is just some, that is some, that is a, that is just a line right there. I remember being listening to that with the boys and be like, yes, sir. You know, uh, I don't usually do this unless I'm drunk or I high, but I'm both right now. Got me talking about my life. I don't usually do this unless I'm drunk or I'm high, but I'm both right now. Yeah, I'm both. That that just, that song was great. All right. That just was, there was something about that song, both. It's still on my warm-up playlist. I still ball to that song <laughs> it's just a good song all right and um last song on it's a bot playlist is bad and bougie bad cooking up dough with an uzi yeah <laughs> that 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 was when migos was good pretty much since culture 2 they have been not great 
honestly, I would argue since just culture, the very first one in 2017, they haven't been great. Um, I mean, Walk It Like I Talk It was good and Motorsport was good, but there were Bad and Bougie and anything before that with No Label 2, um, you know, with, with Fight Night on that album. So, you know, but Bad and Bougie is what got me to Lil Uzi Vert for sure. Like, the you know, Lil Uzi's verse on Bad and Bougie was my all-time favorite verse when that song came out. Um, and yeah, there's not much to say about Bad and Bougie beside it got me on Lil Uzi and, um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. So last playlist that I'm going to go through is I'm going to go through my um, a different genre. I'm going to go through, should we do R&B vibes or Drake, Kanye, etc. These are my own personal playlists. Um, I would say let's do R&B vibes and we can start next episode off with Drake, Kanye, etc. So R&B vibes. Classic just showed up on my phone. I'm so excited to talk about this one. Okay, Red Bone by Childish Gambino. This song, like, me. okay, I got a story behind the song. So this summer, my friend uh, Connor, I think it was Connor. Yeah, Connor, Kyle, Bear, and Nick and I, we were just driving and we were playing some different songs and stuff. We were switching the ox around to people being like, bro, play your song, play that song, da, 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 whatever. But when Redbone came on, it was just, we were all making like whatever sound that, um, you know, Donald Glover is able to make. You know, the daylight, I wake up feeling like you won't play right. I don't know how he does that. Um, but that song but stay woke you know that just that song is amazing um you know it got some it got the awards of grammy award for best traditional r&b performance it's just donald glover slash childish gambino is just a he's an artist when it comes to his music you know uh, um 305 or three. 3005 or whatever or 3005 or whatever you want to call that song you know you also got feels like summer um this is america you know so he just um makes some great music and redbone is probably my favorite song by him it's just there's just something about that song all right r&b vibes next song is come and see me by party next door and drake Right, all right, I'll read a little bit of this lyrics for you because it gets deep. So come and see me for once. Come and see me for once. You'll never come to me. Come and see me. Lyrics. All right, so doesn't make sense now. Shit just got real. Things are getting intense now. Here, you talking about we a lot. Oh, you speak French now. Right? So th- this song is just talking about like a struggling relationship and I've been in those and I've struggled with relationships in the past, pretty much the beginning of high school, my pretty much my whole freshman year, my whole freshman year and the beginning of my sophomore year, I was just having a hard time with, with women and it was just not a good situation for me. Luckily now I'm in a very committed relationship that is amazing and I love my girlfriend very, 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 very much. But this song just is like, this is a good song to just, you know, just think about and be like, this is what this is like what a struggling relationship looks like and how to know it's kind of if you're in one right this is just come and see me you know is just kind of like a also like a like an asking for his girl to to 
put more effort in the relationship because a lot of days, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of times, right? You know, I see, I see friends around me, they hustling for this girl, right? And then they finally get this girl and then the girl stops caring. And then he's putting all of the effort in the relationship and she's not putting any back or vice versa. Um, and it's just really sad to see. And I think that's what this song is also talking about. It's like, you know, a relationship is 50, 50, man. It can't be 25, 75 or 10%. 90%. You got to be 50-50 on things, man. You know, and if you're not, then you got some things to talk about. And if you really, if you really can be with that person in the future, you know, you'll work things out and you guys will get back to that 50-50. But if it's not going to work, it's not meant to last. And, you know, find someone, somebody that you can be 50-50 with, you know, it's not all about the looks, you know, it's about personality and how much you care for each other. And I'm going on a long tangent about relationships. So I need to stop and play the next song, the final song in my R&B Vibes playlist. Let's go. And we got Privacy by Chris Brown. There's only one thing I got to say for the, about this song. All right. Privacy by Chris Brown. If you want to have just like you play this when the girl comes over. That's all I'm going to say. You play this when the girl comes over. You know, you put this song on, you put some purple lights on, maybe some red vibe lights if you were a little aggressive, <laughs> and you go. Anything by Chris Brown, pretty much, you can have the girl over too, or the guy. I don't really, ladies, if you're listening to me, if you throw on some Chris Brown, and if you pray privacy, as soon as he walks in your room, he is going to hear that song and be like, damn. I'm in a mood now that literally I can put privacy on and I could like just privacy is just, mm. but like privacy is like a good song. Cause it's not like, it's not like a song that's like degrading to women. It, it's like, some people might take it like that, but it's really just talking about a sensual experience with someone that you love very, 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 very much in the most explicit way possible. <laughs> You know, without being too offensive, even though it's a little offensive, I'm just saying it's just talking about that good when when you when you care about somebody so much and you are so comfortable around somebody. That's what this song "Privacy" is explaining. You know, Chris Brown was probably thinking about like some relationship that he was super serious and super loving in the past, or he's currently in when he wrote this song, and that's what this is describing. So it's just a good get down to it song by Mr. Chris Breezy Brown. I'm trying to listen to more Chris Brown because he's just, he's great. Uh, you know, the whole Rihanna thing and whatever, I won't even talk about that. But, you know, Chris Brown is just a great artist. You got to give the man the respect he deserves. And also, I just looked at how long the album is on Heartbreak on a Full Moon. And this bitch has 45 fucking songs, bro. How do you make an album that long, man? Chris, fuck. <laughs> how? Wait, how long was Indigo? 42 songs see you got to give chris brown his respect that the man is putting out music every two two one to two years but he's not dropping like 13 song tracks he's dropping 45 song albums like the man makes great songs man anyways let's uh move on to the outro of today's episode thank you for listening this is a much longer episode and i hope you did enjoy All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the second episode of the World We Live In podcast. Remember, 
If you have any suggestions for topics for me to discuss on the next episodes or interviews with certain demographics of people you'd like me to do, please, please hit me up on Instagram at johnwestfall4699. If you like what you see there, drop a follow. Also, go check out my photography Instagram at johnwestfall photo and video. And if you live in the Siskiyou County area, you can book me for photography and videography online at johnwestfallphotoandvideo.com. Please, I need the business. Thank you very much. I'm not trying to beg. I'm just asking a lot. Thank you very much. Please, please, thank you. Also, thank you for listening. Please like the podcast, follow the podcast, do all of the buttons, interact with it, share with your friends, do all of the things. Please, please make this podcast popular. That's all I want. I just want to share my opinions with the rest of the world. Anyways, this is John Westfall, and this is the end of the World We Live In podcast. Thank you very much. Have a good evening or morning or whatever, wherever you are. Good night, good evening, whatever. Thank you for listening. Thank you.